0: Hey, it's Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. I hope whoever is listening is doing really well and feeling really high vibration and that you're enjoying Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. But before I continue reading the book and discussing the book, I just wanted to say that When you live your life from a law of attraction point of view, it's really a lifestyle. It's not just trying it out for a few weeks to see if it works. It's a way of living, a way of thinking, really for the rest of your life that's going to keep you feeling really good, really high vibration. That's going to easily allow you to attract what you want and feel happy and make the most of each day. And when you go to bed each night, you should think, wow, I had a really good day today and not by accident because you knew what to do to make that happen. So keep that in mind. You know, it's, it's a way of living. It's not just, oh, I understand the law of attraction. Let me try it for a few weeks. And if you need help with that, please contact me. You can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com or just email me david at lifecoachdavid.com and I can give you the the tools and the techniques that will help you do that and when you really live your life from this point of view it only gets better and that's what I want for anyone who's listening I just want you to take that kind of control over your life because it's worth it and you can so let's get back to the book excuse me your life is waiting And this little section here is called, There's More. There's Another Problem. Remember the tuning fork where you ding one in a room and all others of a matching frequency ding right along too. The same thing happens with our thoughts. As you think more and more about something, you're not only attracting more of whatever it is you're thinking about, you're dinging and pulling in anything else, anything else, That just happens to be on a similar frequency the results could be anywhere from a bad case of flu to being fired when what you were really thinking about was how you didn't have enough money to fix the roof now all of a sudden you're getting these cute little surprise packages of all the same vibration but not the same thing as your don't want and just as unwelcome by thinking about one You're sending out an open invitation to anything else that happens to be pinging on the same frequency. If it's a vibratory match, it can be yours, whether you are focused on it or not. Don't you ever notice that when one thing starts to go wrong, so does everything else? That's because the vibrations you're sending out are matching up with all sorts of different stuff on the same wavelength. By your thinking about that one thing over and over again, you're creating a spiral of thoughts that has now been made considerably bigger, with heaven knows what else swirling around in its magnetic center and heading your way. For instance, think long enough about how you dislike your job, and you end up having a fender bender. Your sink stops up, You lose your keys, your refrigerator blows out, and you stub your toe, all from thinking over and over, just one don't want, your job, which, by the way, is now a whole lot worse than it was before. Don't wants can be huge or trivial, but either way, when we're focused on one or a 101, we've got negative currents streaming out of us that are more definitely not going to magnetize back anything even remotely close to joy. They can't. They're on a vastly different frequency. And so around and around we go, existing, that's all, just existing, holding ourselves apart from the higher energies of bubbly well-being, which is our true state and our absolute irrefutable right, two things are certain. One, think long enough about something you don't want and either you're going to attract it or it's going to attract you. And two, think about a don't want with any amount of feeling behind it and you will automatically attract other lousy happenings of a similar frequency. And that's the end of that little section. And that's so important to remember. You know, sometimes people say, well, how come this bad thing happened to me? I wasn't even thinking about that. And that's because, like she said, it's the same frequency as something else you were thinking about. You know, it's, a, it's all attraction. So that's why it's so important to be so aware of what we're thinking about as much as possible. And if it's not something we want or it's not something that feels good, we have to switch that up. Because we don't want to set ourselves up to attract what we don't want. We want to set ourselves up to attract positive experiences and things we want. And the next section is called In Sync or Out. So what do we do about all this? How do we change it? We surely can't watch every little thing we say or do or think about all day long. Don't worry, it's not that tough. All we need to do is go back to our magic genie, feelings and learn to identify how it feels to flow this kind of energy or that kind and learn to recognize when we're feeling down or up bad or good zoned out with no feeling or really happy but let's back up here for a minute to vibrations everything in the universe responds to vibrations it is law and with us here on this planet that means touch, smell, color, taste, hearing, and emotions. When we feel joy or passion or love or any other kind of exquisite happiness, those feelings are our interpretations of particular kinds of vibrations. On the flip side, when we feel feelings of anxiety or guilt or resentment, they too are interpretations of vibrations. And don't forget why one kind feels better than the other. One is close to source, the other is not. We each are physical extensions of much, much more than what we see. Extensions of much, much vast non-physical being are source energy that just happens to be expressing itself right now in a human body. When we vibrate in sync with that energy, we feel good, and vice versa. When we feel down, it's because we are vibrating out of sync with that pure positive energy. Don't wants mean we are out of sync. As we look at something and say, I don't want this, two things happen. First, there's no way that don't want can possibly go away because we're holding it in our vibration by our very attention to it. And second, we feel bad, down, low, Nothing at all or any kind of feeling that is anything but happiness. And so the more in sync we are with our source energy, the better we feel. And the more out of sync with our source energy, the worse we feel. Or let's put it in another way. Feeling good is natural, but not normal to us right now. Anything less than that is unnatural and sadly quite normal to us right now. And that's the end of that section. And that's interesting. Anything less than that. So it's it's natural to feel good. It's supposed to be natural to be at a high vibration. But of course, most of us are not taught that until later in life. So we have a lot of practice doing the opposite. So just remember that it's natural to be at a high vibration. It's natural to feel good and happy. And if you're not feeling that way, then it's your work. To figure out what to do to get to that point. And when you do, life is just so much better. And let's continue on with the next section. And this little part is called, But Beware. Our primary problem with negative emotion is that we rarely think we have it. Yet, if we were flowing the high frequency of joy all the time, rather than any lower vibration, which joy is not, we would be overflowing in such a profusion of prosperity, affluence, and success, not to mention sublime happiness, perfect health, and well-being, that none of this would even matter. So here is the scoop of this state we call normal, which for about 99% of the time is nothing but negative vibration. Negative vibration of any kind, of any intensity, From any excuse means we've cut ourselves off from life. We're existing but not living, and that's a big difference. Negative vibrations mean we've shut ourselves off from our source. Negative vibrations occur when we refuse to allow ourselves to think about what makes us happy. Negative vibrations come from living with don't-wants, and that's the only place they come from. Negative vibrations mean we've slammed the door shut to our toy store. Not one of our heartfelt desires can ever manifest through the slow vibrations of don't wants. They are part of a different frequency called joy. So they stay away from us way away until summoned from the highest vibration of feel good. It's that simple. Our wants are only in sync with the high vibrations of our inner being or expanded self, not with our negative vibrations, because they will bring us pleasure in whatever degree. The only vibrations they match is that of our original intent, to be in joy. We cannot be thinking about what we don't want and expect to get what we do want. That's like trying to mix oil and water. Mixing low frequencies with high frequencies will never happen. One will always override the other, depending on which is more dominant at the time. Even feeling moderately concerned, sort of our life story, shuts the door to abundance and well-being, which is our God-given birthright. So basically, we've been defeating our own purpose all along thinking it was important to be concerned about everything like the bills, the kids, grandma, the world situation. What we've been doing is generating this constant flow of low-frequency energy to withhold most of what we desire for ourselves, for others, and yes, for the world. Here's another way to look at it. Any emotion that's not in the family of joy is plain old negative and comes from lack or something or other. Think about it. Every negative emotion we've ever had, no matter how meek or well hidden, has come from the lack of what we really wanted. Take blame, for instance. We blame someone or something for giving us what we don't want, which is only the lack of whatever it is we do want. We're worried about losing someone or something, so we're fearing the absence of, or the lack of, that someone or something. We're fearful of things out there because we lack the feeling of safety. We justify and rationalize because we lack someone's approval, including our own. We feel depressed because we don't have something we want, even if it's nothing more than feeling good. We feel anxious because we lack the time or resources to produce. Every negative feeling in the dictionary comes from lack, and thank goodness for that. Say what? Yes, I know that sounds crazy, but how can you identify what you do want unless you first know what you don't want? It can't be done. Only from a don't want can you know a want, which means that every crummy experience, every ugly event, every unhappy moment, and every minor concern is the opportunity of a lifetime. A don't want is a call to wake up, a call to come out of hiding. Switch gears and pull in real life. So, bless them all. Every negative emotion you ever had or are having, no matter how abhorrent or commonplace, they're the most valuable assets you have, your springboards to well being. Granted, it's going to take a little getting used to the idea of cheering for something like stress, but hey, if you've got it, and who doesn't, and can admit it and feel it. You've just taken the first and biggest step in learning to be a deliberate creator. Step one, identify what you don't want. There are two kinds of don't wants, universal and personal, with universal being the most common and the easiest to spot. Universal don't wants are worldwide dislikes, things no one on the planet wants any part of, such as an empty bank account, sickness, poor relationships, unfulfilling jobs, mishappened bodies, low self-esteem, leaky roofs, broken down cars, being robbed, being assaulted, being in a terrible accident, even global warming. That's enough for openers. Personal don't-wants are simply the mildly unpleasant things of life that bother only us, not always others things we personally would prefer to avoid, such as speaking up at a meeting, killing spiders, sewing holes in junior socks, or long-lasting jury duties. These happen less often than universal don't-wants because we don't expect them to happen that much, so they don't. Let's say, for example, you're really angry at your boss. That's a personal don't-want. On the way home, you stop at the market, and sure enough, With the way you're vibrating, you get into the line with the snarly babe at the checkout counter. Some people couldn't care less, but today it gets your goat. You keep on stewing about her on the way home to the point where you've started the thoughts running, the feelings going and the vibrations moving. You gripe about her over dinner for a lot more than 16 seconds, doing a really good job of making that don't want vibration a part of you. You talk about her at work, great coffee room material, and tell your best friend the saga at lunch. Now is when you'd better duck because the energy you've tossed out with such a specific focus on it has grown into a boomerang and you can bet it's headed back your way. The next night, out of spite, you decide to go to the store's competitor. You do your shopping, go to the checkout counter, and guess what? You bet there's another cold-blooded checkout person in your face, magnetized right into your experience by all your attention to the very thing you wanted to avoid. You may be surprised, but you asked for it. You get what you vibrate. There is no other rule in life. You get what you vibrate. My friend Skip, a connoisseur of fine foods and restaurants, Loved surprising his wife Muriel with fun new places to eat. He had me in stitches recently, Skip's also a student of deliberate creating, as he unfolded his story of their trip to a colorful, intimate little place overlooking the water. It had the works, candlelight, a roving violin, even black-tied waiters. They got settled in, ordered their wine, and as they were savoring the sights of the waterfront, A fight started in back of them. Just muffled noises at first, the voices grew louder and louder until every word of this lover's spat was right in the middle of their cozy setting. Skip and Muriel tried without success to ignore the fracas. It got so bad so fast that they both forgot about what was happening to them vibrationally. Although they didn't leave, With their energy merging so swiftly and surely with the couple's vibrations, they would have been better off if they had. Skip started growling. He asked the major d' to please get the couple quieted down, and that didn't work. He bristled through the rest of dinner and grumbled about it on the way home. By the time they went to bed, both of them were grousing about it, but it didn't stop there. For the next three dinners out, Skip and Muriel had, in this order a bickering couple close by, a crying youngster, and a noisy drunk. Finally, they got it. They had been so deeply focused on what they didn't want and were flowing so much energy to it, the law of attraction was working overtime to pull comparable vibrational circumstances right into their experience. Without paying any attention to what they were feeling, they had allowed a little don't want... No ruckus during dinner, turn into a war. Personal don't wants are usually not that serious, at least not at first. They come from our innate desire to experience the niceties of life, while universal don't wants are deeply rooted and more often fueled from long standing human fears and insecurities. But it doesn't matter a diddly damn if a don't want is universal or personal, intense or mild. Constant or passing, the point is to catch it, see it, feel it, or whatever else it takes to identify it and change it, which means changing feelings from a feel-bad to a feel-good and fast. The trick of flying up into the wonderful world of feel-good requires nothing more than starting to think about wants instead of don't-wants because wants and don't wants are so easily mistaken for each other, with the usual winner being the don't want. Here's where we need to use a little caution. Take, for instance, the thought, I don't want to get the flu. Well, what you're saying is that you want to be well, where is your focus? It's smack on what you don't want. So that's how you're vibrating. By the law of attraction, If you're giving your attention to it, you're vibrating it and breathing life into it. In this case, the flu. Or take something like, I don't want to drive this old car anymore. Okay, you want a new car, but your focus is on the old car. Not only are you vibrating in harmony with your don't want to drive your old car, which is keeping your want of a new car away. But that focus is likely to start all sorts of things happening to your poor old car that aren't going to be too pleasant. And if you just happen to be focusing on how much money you don't have to buy a new car or fix the old one, watch how the two come together like bees to honey. The old car breaks down, no money in the bank to fix it. A strong feeling of, I don't want to get a speeding ticket, is a gold-plated vibrational invitation to the cop behind the tree who's drooling. I'll get that sucker wherever he is. Same negative vibrations, and they come together. A strong feeling of, I don't want to fail my exam, is a kind of focus you can do without if you want to pass the thing. A strong feeling of, I don't want my child to get hurt, is a great vibrational prelude to an accident. And here's more examples. I don't want to be ripped off. I don't want to be sick when I'm old. I don't want my car to break down. I don't want to live like this. I don't want so many taxes. I don't want to make a mistake. I hate war. All things you want to change, yes, except that your focus has included them in your vibration. Focus on what you don't want and watch it get bigger. Even more tricky, though, is when we're saying want, but vibrating don't want. For example, I want out of this relationship. I want a job that pays better. I want the government out of my life. I want to get out of debt. We must stop rainforest destruction. Where's your focus? In each of those, it's on what you don't want, not on what you do want. If you're just having a passing thought about a don't want, no problem. But if you're giving some passionate attention to something you truly do not want, Even when you think it's a want, it will eventually grow up to smack you. Obviously, none of us are about to stop and scrutinize every thought we have to see if the fool thing is a want or a don't want. We'd be loony in five minutes. No, we don't want to have to do that. All we have to do is pay attention to how a thought makes us feel. If what you're saying or thinking makes you feel like sailing to the heavens in sheer delight, you're into a want. That's a green flag. If it feels as if you just stepped into a soggy, dark cloud, you're into a don't want or a red flag. In fact, if it gives you any sort of feeling other than warm fuzzies, you have a don't want working. Just rethink, rephrase, refocus, and re-feel until you found a way to snuggle into your warm, fuzzy want and are vibrating there safe and sound. Here's a good example. Say to yourself, I want to be happy. Sure, you're saying want, but you're coming from the lack of what you desire. So as you say that, how does it make you feel? Wonderful? That's doubtful. Happy? Not likely. All right, now say, I want the happiness I have now in my life to expand into ongoing boundless joy. What does that feel like? A whole lot better, right? Or you could think, I want out of debt. No need to ask how that makes you feel. (laughs) Instead, go for saying this or thinking this. I want to use my talents in a way that will be fun, fulfilling, and really profitable. I know I can do it. Or you might think, I intend to create more time to look into fun, new money-making projects. Or maybe something like, I feel alive when I'm being creative. That's a big difference in feeling from, I want out of blah, blah, blah. But don't get caught up in the words or you'll end up like an inside out pretzel. Just stay tuned into how you feel when you say or think something then experiment with different statements. When you find one that gives you wonderfully pleasing feelings, you just plugged into your source power. And check out how the things you say every day make you feel. Like, think about these. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of that too. Or, oh, I know it's awful what's happening. Or, forget it, we don't stand a chance. Or something like, I agree, he's a real problem. If it doesn't cause you to smile, if it doesn't cause you to feel cushy warm inside, it's a negative vibration and a don't want. If it doesn't feel like a warm fuzzy, either don't say it or change it around. And that's the end of that section. And it really makes us think, right? Like, how am I thinking about things? Am I really thinking about it from a want point of view or a don't want point of view? And like she says, just get used to tune in to how it makes you feel. And if it makes you feel great and warm and fuzzy like she says, then you're on the right track. If not, you have to play with the words and rethink it and re-say it in a way that does do that for you. So it's just a matter of time and practice, but if you take the time to do it, it's so worth it. And just make sure that most of what you're thinking about, most of what you're saying, is really coming from a positive point of view. And the next section is called, Here Are Our Choices. Social conscious thinking, meaning that which flows from the masses, is mostly about don't wants. And no fair blaming everybody else for this murky sea of thought we live in. How often have you talked about how dreadful something is? That adds to the sea. Or how many of your friends at work gripe and complain about this, that, or the other thing? That also adds to the sea. Someone might say, oh hell, another Monday. That adds to the sea. It's all low vibrational muck. We exude it. We live in it. So here are our choices. Either we learn to identify a positive vibration from a negative vibration and take control of our wants over our don't wants, or we stay in this negative sea of garbage to fly as blind as everybody else for the rest of our days. We struggle, discord, conflict, disease, and not a lot of happiness will be our reward. Those are harsh words, perhaps, but they come with a simple solution. We become the generator of thought rather than receiver. Now we're in a new ball game. no longer living at the whim of others' emotions. We've stopped being the hapless, vulnerable passenger. We're in the driver's seat. Outside forces become irrelevant. The past becomes immaterial. We're finally off the default setting. Our life forevermore is of our own choosing. And that's the end of that little section. So please choose like I do to focus on thoughts that make you feel good. To focus on what we want. To focus on positive outcomes. It feels so much better and it sets us up for what we really want. happiness, (laughs) right? Happiness, fulfillment, joy, satisfaction. Okay, here's the last little section of this chapter and it's called End of Story. My turned down loan? Well, the minute my underwriter told me that the loan had been declined, I put two and two together and realized right off the bat I was into some serious don't wants, royally vibrating and flowing the apprehensive energy that had not only whacked my loan, but attracted that whole chain of cute little events in the car. It didn't take me long to flip the switch from feel bad to feel good, and I kept at it and at it. Even though the loan had already been rejected, although it looked hopeless, I refused to see it that way any longer. I went to work on changing my focus, my feelings, my vibrations, even my clothes when I got home. And that might be carrying it a bit too far. But the next morning, guess what? The lender called to tell me they had found a loophole. The loan was approved and would fund in a few days. Yay, was it luck? No way. It was the deliberate, purposeful change of focus, change of feeling, and change of energy flow. I had already gotten what I didn't want, so it wasn't too tough to identify my want, get into the feeling place of having it, and flow, flow, flow. It's not always that easy to turn a don't want around after you jumped out of the plane without your parachute, but this one worked. Negative creating has been our bag. We've molded our private worlds from countless barrels of don't wants, thus answering the timeless question of why, why, why? Why did our lives turn out this way? Why aren't we as happy as we'd like to be, or could be, or might be, or ought to be? How come we never made it here or climbed up there? It's okay, it really is. We've done it perfectly. Without our don't wants, we would never have our wants. Now we've just learned to turn them around on purpose instead of by chance. So if it feels like a yucky dark cloud surrounding you, or even a mildly damp one, remember you're flowing out negative energy. Just march out of it and make yourself dig up some kind, any kind of warm, fuzzy, feel better. Now you're flying green flags on your way to pulling in your most treasured desires, which is what you came here to do in the first place. And that's the end of that section and of the chapter. And I think the main takeaway from that is just to become more aware of how we're feeling, which is caused by what we're thinking about. And it might sound easy, and sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And I actually teach my clients a lot of techniques that help them get out of the low vibration into the higher, better feeling vibrations. And when you do that, it feels so good and so much better. And of course, you have a better day. Everything seems to go your way, and you attract more of what you want. And you know, all this kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning, is that The law of attraction is really a way of life. It's not just something you try or do for a little bit. Because as long as we're breathing, it's responding to us. So make it your way of life and feel happier and attract more of what you want and make each day a positive, enjoyable day. It can happen. (laughs) So if you need help with that, you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com. Or just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com because sometimes that extra help and learning more techniques and processes really makes a big difference. As a matter of fact, it always does. (laughs) So I hope to hear from you and tune in next time for more wonderful Law of Attraction information. And as I always like to say, choose to have a high vibration day.